Today we study a passage from Luke 17, from which I will then give a short homily about our relationship with Christ the King. Luke 17, beginning at verse 11, going through verse 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. I want to be the one who turns around to say thank you. Whenever I read this story in my mind, I am that person, the one who runs back gladly to offer praise for being healed. But would I have? We often put ourselves as the protagonist of every story, the hero, the one who would have done the right thing. But would I have stopped my hooping and hollering with my friends to go and say thank you? I want to be that person. But when I think about how many times I have distinctly not been that person, it gives me pause. When I have been given a huge reprieve from Jesus, or the Lord has helped me with something difficult, or given me a gift directly from his hand, sometimes it hasn't been until much later that I've remembered how I forgot to give praise, how I neglected to say thank you to the perfect and gracious and mighty God who is mindful of me as his lowly servant and of my circumstances, enough to make things better for me. This situation arose out of prayer. As Jesus passes by, they yell to him and ask him to help them, yelling their requests from a distance because they are in a quarantine bubble together, aren't they? They can't come close because they don't want him to catch what they have. They are respectful of others, but so desperate to be helped. So they take a chance. How many times has God answered my prayer? for something and then I just keep going, happily skipping away to the next phase of what's next because I got what I asked for, not thinking to stop and say thank you. Why? Do I expect it as my due because I prayed for it? This is Christ the King Sunday where the church celebrates Jesus as our true sovereign. This group makes a request and he grants it. I'm unsure if they knew that he was the king 
but they do call him master. They're almost lying in wait for him. How else could they have known he was going to come by or what he would look like? The one who said thank you is culturally not even part of his realm. And Jesus asks, why is it that a foreigner is thanking me when those who are part of the family aren't? Where are the other nine? He says. This sounds like how we can take our parents for granted. Do we not say thank you because they should already know? Because we expect our parents to help us and they don't need our thanks? Let's think about the nature of appreciation. There is an obligatory thanks we can give and there is the kind that just comes bubbling out of our hearts that we cannot fake. This week we have an insightful quote from Pastor Tim Keller on the bulletin that says this, it's one thing to be grateful, it's another to give thanks. Gratitude is what you feel, thanksgiving is what you do. This guy falls on the ground in honor of Jesus and thanksgiving to him for being healed. I always think about the part of this scripture where it says, as they went, they were made clean. Jesus tells them to go to the priest so that they can be certified as healed. And in this act of trust, in this act of going, their skin turns from being diseased and white as snow and scaly and awful to being completely new. And this guy notices and runs back and falls at Jesus's feet, praising God in a loud voice. Maybe the primal guttural kind that would make us uncomfortable if we were there to witness it. What does our thanks look like? How often do we feel truly, truly, profoundly, humbly grateful in the everyday and the extraordinary actions of God in our lives? This man shows his heart. It took a lot of guts for them to ask Jesus to heal them. And it takes a lot of vulnerability for him to come back and fall at the Lord's feet in thanks. We wonder if the other ones aren't grateful. Is it better not to say it if we don't feel it? No, that isn't right. We should always say thank you. Is it weird that the other nine don't follow suit when they see the other guy go back? They couldn't have been that far away. I always think in my mind when I read this, they were right there. It would have been natural for them to say, oh yeah, Wow, thanks Jesus. Yet they must have been far enough away that the Lord asks where they are. There's a thought here about people receiving an amazing gift and the magnitude of what has been given overshadows the giver, the one who gave the gift. What we want so badly keeps us focused on how our bad fortunes have turned to good. Not only have their bodies been restored, but they get to go home to their families and their community. They're able to rejoin back into life. Also, they are witnesses of a major miracle of 10 
10 people being healed all at once. Just like that. Amazing. Do they not come back because of hard-heartedness? Are they overwhelmed with the freedom that comes from being healed? Are they oblivious? They approach Jesus as divine, knowing he has some kind of power to help them. What if sometimes we neglect to say thank you, to open up to Jesus because we're afraid? Afraid of crying, afraid of going back emotionally to a place where it was painful, afraid of facing God? What if God actually would require something of us that we have to give? What if it's just all too much? Today, let us simply not be grateful for the sake of being grateful. Let us not give thanks because it's required of us in this holiday time. Instead, may we stop in our tracks and look at the one who brings goodness and hope to us. The God who has healed us and redeemed us and sustained us and fulfilled us, who gives us life again and again and again. In this time of worship, let's go to Jesus in praise as we recognize his sovereign hand over our lives individually and as a community of faith. Because the truth is, we're just like these lepers. We come diseased, broken, and pleading. We come isolated, lost at the end of our own strength. We come tired of a world that can't offer us what we most need. And we cry out, Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy on us, Jesus, please. And when he does, Show us his mercy. Let us not take the good fortune that we have been given and simply move on to the next thing in our lives. Let us take a moment with the Lord in praise and thanksgiving and humble adoration. The Lord has been so merciful to us in this very, very challenging and depressing season of life. And just as we have sought the Lord's mercy together, let us be people who stop and give him thanks and praise together. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.